Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You're listening to Eagles Unfiltered. B-A-T-L-E-S, Eagles! This podcast is powered by Eagle Maven of Sports Illustrated. Third down and one. I didn't even touch. First down and a touchdown. Here are your hosts, Ed Kraz and Connor Miles. Hey, everybody, Ed Kratz, uh, your co host of Eagles Unfiltered, joined by my colleague here, John McMullen. Uh, dealing with some windy conditions here. I think a storm's moving in at the Novacare Complex in South Philadelphia. It's Thursday, just about 72 hours, if my math is right, John, until the Eagles' home opener against the San Francisco 49ers Sunday at Lincoln Financial Field at 1 p.m. Um, we'll get a prediction here in a little bit, but first let's get through some of the uh, some of our observations here. John, uh, what, 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 uh, what have you seen from the team this week? That the big win Sunday... And I think one of the big questions this week has been, you know, can they kind of put that behind them and refocus on the 49ers after that big 32-6 win over the Falcons? Yeah, and I think, you know, there's there's sort of two camps there. We got to talk to Jason Kelsey. We just got done with that. You don't worry about that with players like Jason Kelsey. But you think about all these young playmakers on the offensive side of the football specifically, uh, Jalen Hurts, uh, uh, the receivers, Devontae Smith, who we t- just talked to as well, Quez Watkins, Jalen Rager. You know, Jalen always says, I think Jalen, Jalen, we both know, is very grounded for being a 23-year-old player. Um, I think Devontae Smith and he playing at Alabama helps because they're used to success. They're used to turning the page. But there's something to it. I mean, if everybody's patting you on the back and you start to think you're great, you know, maybe you show up. And remember, there's a storm coming in right now. There's a storm coming in Sunday. I don't know if it's going to rain yet, but San Francisco 49ers are a much better opponent than the Atlanta Falcons. So it's not going to be as easy this week. Let's put it that way. Yeah, you know, my big question with the 49ers, and, and, you know, unfortunately we're not talking to Kyle Shanahan this week. NFL coaches now have the option of opting in or out of conference Terrible calls. policy. Let me throw that out there. Yeah, I, well, I agree 100% because I would have liked to ask Kyle, like, where, where, does he line Bosa up on both sides, and how does he determine where he puts Nick Bosa? Uh, because, really, I think that's one key matchup to this weekend is uh, Nick Bosa versus – Probably Jordan Milata because yeah. he's more the untested yeah. uh, of the two tackles with him and Lane Johnson. So I would think that uh, Shanahan's going to have him uh, lined up against Milata. And, of course, D'Amico Ryans is a defensive coordinator, former Eagle linebacker. Yeah. So he'll have uh, a, an input into that decision, too. But uh, do you think that's one of the key matchups, John? Would you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, he, he is a game wrecker. He's one of those guys that can wreck a game by himself. And if you look at the 49ers of where our 2019 to one to the Super Bowl versus 2020 who had a difficult season. The difference was injuries. There were a ton of injuries. 
Obviously, Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt last year, but their biggest injury in San Francisco of them all was Nick Bosa because he was so dominant as a rookie. Um, yeah, he's a great player, and he yeah. is going to line up mostly against Jordan Mylana. They also have Deep Ward as a pass rusher. He's a very good pass rusher. Eric Armstead, uh, Javon Kinlaw, I think, is a little banged up. Really good front, so it's strength versus strength. Uh, 49ers defensive line against Eagles offensive line. But Nick Bosa, he's one of the top five edge rushers in, in pro football. So it's going to be a big test for a guy who just got a big contract and is a very big man, as we always talk about. It's going to be speed. Can he deal with, with Nick Bosa's speed? Yeah, and, uh, you know, I thought the Lions uh, did a good job against Bosa last week. He did get one sack. I think he had four tackles, but, uh, you know, that was a tough game for the 49ers, and it's interesting that this is their second straight road game to open the season. You know, they played in Detroit. They got a big lead, 38-10 to 10, uh, early in that game, uh, and then they had to kind of weather a Lions storm in the fourth quarter. The Lions put up 16 points in the fourth quarter to make it a more respectable 41-33 score, which... If you're an Eagles fan, you know the significance of that number, 4133. <laughs> uh, it doesn't happen very often in the NFL, but it happened uh, this past Sunday with the Niners and Lions and, of course, in Super Bowl 52 when the Eagles beat the Patriots. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think that that's kind of a concern if you're, you know, if, if you're the 49ers. Is this is your second straight road game. First one is in the uh, central time zone in Detroit, and now you're coming all the way across the country uh, to play. Well, they stayed out here. Oh, they so, did? Okay. So they stayed oh, okay. I think they're in Virginia or West Virginia right. somewhere, but they stayed out here for that particular reason. We always talk about the body clock game. Yeah. So they made the decision to not go back out west and stay, stay east and get in the eastern time zone. So I do think that's a good move. You talk about Kyle Shanahan, such a great reputation. Well, you mentioned not great managing games late. We talk about the Super Bowl as the offensive coordinator, uh, Atlanta with the big lead, falling apart losing to New England. Um, sometimes he has difficulties when those late-game situations. I think when, when Barrett got injured last week, he got kind of spooked, and he pulled guys off the field, uh, key players, and all of a sudden the Lions, Jared Goff gets hot, and they come back. Uh, so I think the 49ers for three quarters were pretty much lights out. And he made some coaching mistakes, but man, he's well-regarded. Everybody talks about him like he's this great coach. He's under 500. I'm not sure if that's so well he, he's not there yet and there are some issues but his scheme is tremendous his run scheme which we got to talk about with Javon Hargrave and he just he just wowed about it. he said nobody else does it nobody else comes close to it and we're gonna see they don't have big names at running back and they already lost Raheem Mostert but they all run for 100 yards. Yeah, that's, what, that's the truth. Yeah, it was Elijah Mitchell that did the damage against the Lions. He had, I think, 104 yards um, against Detroit, and he was a he's a rookie sixth-round pick, I think, from Louisiana, who I, I liked, you know, as a possibility for the Eagles in those later rounds. But, of course, they went with Kenny Gainwell, and uh, Gainwell looks like he's going to be the second back on this team behind Miles Sanders. He talked about how he had to improve his pass blocking or at least show the coaches that he could pass block after having that year off last year. He didn't play because of the COVID at Memphis. So, you know, he, he, he you know, that's probably why he slipped to the fifth round, I would think. Yeah, I think if he would have yeah. played, he probably would have been – Okay, he's a little undersized, so I'm not going to say he would have been a second-round pick or probably third-round yeah. people would have started 
thinking about him, and certainly by the fourth round, he would have been off the board. But I do think it's interesting because I talk to a lot of people on different shows and my show, and, you know, they always say, is is Kenny Gainwell going to be uh, the hurry-up back the third? Yes, he is. Yeah. And they don't believe it because Miles Sanders is, is a very talented back. Look, no question about it. But a couple reasons. One, Nick Sirianni's been very consistent. They believe in that rotational system because they want to protect Miles Sanders. They don't want him to get too many touches. And Kenny Gainwell's a better receiver. And he proved their one concern, as you mentioned, was pass pro. He proved he can do that in the joint practices against the Jets. And he won that job. He's going to be the guy in the hurry-up offense. Yeah, and you know, something I like what Nick said, and I know you wrote about this, John, about what you liked about Sirianni. It wasn't so much Sunday. It's what he said on Monday in his day-after press conference. He said a lot of things that are very encouraging going forward. And one of those things was uh, about Kenny Gainwell. Maybe this was Wednesday when he said this. But he said, you know, if you're just bringing Gainwell in to run him out of the backfield, then other teams are going to catch on to that. So he needs to be able to pass block. That's what he needed to show them because you don't want teams to think, okay, here comes, uh, you know, whatever his number is, 35, I think. Uh, 14, 14, that's it. 14. <laughs> yeah, here comes number 14 into the game. He's going out for a pass, so let's make sure we know where he is. But now you can leave him in the pass block. And he also said with Ortega Whiteside yeah, on weird. Monday that, listen, he, he was in there to block. Ortega Whiteside was. But then Nick said, well, look, we, we just can't have him block. We're going to have yeah. to find ways yeah. to get him targets so teams don't tee off on the run game, knowing that, hey, we're running a bubble screen, or hey, we're going to run the ball because our Sega Whiteside's in the game. So, you know, those are some things that you like to hear from the head coach, that he's forward thinking yeah. here. You know, he, he knows what's happening. He doesn't want teams to kind of figure his offense out. He's going to continue to adjust. Yeah, and that was so positive because I go back to Chip Kelly in 2013, his first game he set the NFL world on fire with that first half in Washington, didn't yeah. know what they were doing. By the second half, the adjustment started. Chip Kelly never really adjusted. He ran the same offense for the entire time he was here, for the most part. Nick Sirianni, that's what I wrote about, is kind of smart enough, specifically using J.J., who is banged up this week, might not play because he's got an ankle injury. we got the Crystal Springs water truck. It's always something. Crystal Springs water. There you go. Free promo. Yeah. Free, free advertisement free, there for Crystal yeah. Springs. Yeah. Give us at least a free case or something. But yeah. he mentioned, you know, if, if you put, in this case, 19 on the field and you're indicating to, make, to D'Amico Ryans and saying they have that on film now. Oh, JJ's on the field. It's going to be a bubble screen. Can't do that. They're going to they're going to blow it up. They're going to know it. So you got to adjust and you got to say you got what what I believe Nick said is you got to reward them with touches. And people are saying, why are you going to reward JJ never makes plays? You're going to reward him because you got to put it on film. We're willing to do this. It doesn't mean we're going to do bubble screen because JJ Ortega Whiteside is on the field. I can't say it enough. That's impressive. Even though it seems obvious, you know how stubborn NFL coaches can be. You have to be willing to do different things in this league because it's ever evolving. Before we get into a, our predictions for the game and, a, and maybe a key matchup, I, I just want to tell the funny story about Jason Kelsey and his, his blonde hair. He was on the podium today. and uh, you know, oh, you got to tell the Brandon Graham story, too. <laughs> Yeah, Brandon Graham. All right, I'll tell that first. Uh, Brandon Graham, there's a, because they were bringing players into the mix zone behind the press conference tent, 
there weren't a lot of media in the tent because some the other half were out at the mixed zone. So Brandon Grams comes in and sits in the third row of the of the press tent, and there's only about five reporters, me one of them, in the front row, and I'm kind of off to the side. So I see Brandon sit down. Javon Hargrave is on the podium, and uh, you know he's been asked a lot of questions, and it's almost time to wrap it up. So I asked Hargrave, I said, uh, so Javon, can you talk about the play of Brandon Graham? You know he's really getting old now. And, you know, Brandon Graham sitting a couple rows back and, you know, Hargrave starts cracking up and Brandon Graham starts laughing. He said, ah, you got me. I was trying to think of a question, but that was a good one. So, uh, yeah, that was that was a little, you know, light. And I was moment. sitting to the left of bed and Brandon was sitting right behind me. So I didn't see him come up. And Ed said the question. I'm looking at Ed like, what the hell, dude? <laughs> He's calling Brandon Graham old and, yeah, old and Brandon's right. back there. Yeah, worked, Brand- it worked out very well. <laughs> Excuse me. And then Hertz comes back. Je- Zach Ertz uh, comes up to the podium. Oh, wait a minute. Not Zach Ertz. Jason, uh, Jason Kelsey, Kelsey. Because his hair is blonde. I blonde got a little hair. confused yeah. there. But Kelsey talked about why he had to dye his hair. And he said he lost a bet with Zach Ertz which was kind of cool, and asked what that bet was. The bet was that Kelsey thought he was going to be traded. Like everybody else. Like everybody else. So everybody who yells at us reporters, even Jason Kelsey, thought Zach Ertz was out of here. Yeah, uh, so, yeah, Kelsey was asked, and he said he bet that he bet Zach that Zach would be traded. And Zach said, I'm going to bet you that I'm still here week one. So week one came. Ertz obviously was on the roster, and now Jason Kelsey's hair is blonde. His wife hates it. He's not going to continue with it. He can't wait. Can't wait for it to be brown again. You know, I. I but he did say he can't wait to shave it up or, or shave it off or it to become brown again. Yeah. But he did say if we keep winning, he's going to have to keep it. Uh. So if they keep winning, his wife is still going to be out of luck. Also, a, a levity moment. I asked Jason. Well. You know, Zach had inside information. What are you betting on with him for? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a lot. Of, it was a lot of fun. I would have liked to have gotten the uh, what what hap- what would have happened. What would Ertz have had to do? Yeah, had he been traded and Kelsey won the bet? I like to gotten the answer to that. Didn't think of it till just now, um, and neither did anybody else. I guess it was no. He had, he he didn't oh. give the uh, he didn't give the answer. He oh, was kept he that in, Yeah. Okay. He All kept right. that in house, but uh, obviously, if you're Maybe man, it had to be something. Maybe a shaved head or something of that. That Julie wouldn't have been happy with that. But you know, Zach has had the shaved head. He came into camp a couple years ago, I think, with the head pretty short. Not completely. I don't think she'd like that. Uh, yeah, maybe not. He could be know. on this show with us. Yeah. <laughs> I'd fit right in. Uh, okay, so all right, let's get into this. Back into this game here. What, what do you, what's the key matchup for you, John? What do, what do you see uh, Sunday with the 49ers Eagles? Uh, I think it's the 49ers running game against the Eagles defense. I mean, if you you, you go back to uh, the week one, the only thing you can nitpick about on that defensive side of the ball was early in the game. They could not stop the run. Eric Wilson really struggled, uh, had about four missed tackles. The linebackers as a whole, you saw Jonathan Gannon rotate them. You saw TJ Edwards out there. You saw, obviously, Alex Singleton. You even saw Sean Bradley because Eric Wilson was struggling so much. And remember, you go back to his time in Minnesota, couldn't that was the knock on him. He, he wasn't good run support. Now, all of a sudden, you have Javon Hargrave up there saying this is the best running scheme in the league. Um, can the Eagles hold up against that? To me, that's the biggest matchup. Yeah, I you know, it's interesting because, yeah, I guess Bradley played because of that, but you wrote about Jonathan Gannon and how he wants to play every member of the defense that's active, and I guess 24 defenders were active against the Falcons, yeah. and 23 played. Uh, I don't know who the, the odd man uh, Andre was. Andre Shashore, and the only reason right. he was is because he just got picked up on waivers, yeah. 
and he'll probably be playing because he's got a history with JG from Indianapolis. So, yeah, he tried to get every... Now, it helps that you're winning, you're routing people. So, you know, Teron Jackson, the rookie defensive lineman, he got in late. Uh, Zach McPherson got in late for Darius Slay because it was a route. You, you can't do that if, if, if it's a close game in the fourth quarter. So give me a final score, John. Give me your prediction before I get to mine. Well, yeah, because and I know, because you know I'm going to be wrong, but I am going to go with the 49ers 26-21. to 21. I, I think it's a big uptake in competition. I mentioned that running game. I, I don't know how JG, this is a big test for Jonathan Gannon. If he can stop this running game with what he has at linebacker, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, I, I wonder on the flip side of that, if the 49ers can stop this Eagles offense that really showed quite a bit of diversity. And I don't think we've even scratched the surface of what uh, Sirianni's going to show. I, I think we're going to see some deep shots this weekend. Uh, I think one of the key matchups, in my opinion, is going to be the Eagles offensive line against 49ers defensive line, that's that's strength on strength. I think if the Eagles offensive line can hold up, and I think they will in their home opener, um, I think the Eagles are going to find a way to spring an upset. Now, when I made my season prediction, I had the Eagles losing this game, but I'm going to kind of break trend right here because I was encouraged by that victory over Atlanta. Uh, I like the fact that the Eagles are at home playing in front of 70,000 fans for the first time since 2019. And I think that Eagles offensive line is going to be up to the task and they're going to find ways to score points. So I like the Eagles in this game, 27-24. All right, so that's it. John McMullen at Kratz. Follow us at EagleMaven.com or on the SI.com slash NFL slash Eagles site. Uh, and we will uh, have more uh, as the uh, after the game, uh, you know, uh, next week sometime. So uh, until then, thank you for listening. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Save big money on your outdoor project now at Menards. We have everything you need to keep your outdoor power equipment running smooth so you can keep that lawn in tip-top shape or enjoy some time on your boat. Right now, all FVP, lawn and garden, and marine batteries are on sale through May 5th. Check out our entire selection of FBP batteries today and view our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals. Save.